0: Who's having a good time in church already this morning? So good to see you. Now the lights are on, I can see you. So good to have you here at our 10.30 service. I want to say a really, really big welcome to Frank and Michelle Haywood, um, missionary friends of ours from Uganda. So these guys literally changed the whole uh, part of Uganda where they were. Started schools, homes for for people to live in. uh, They did everything. That you name it, they did it. So let's give them a, a great hand this morning. So I really was amazed because they were in the same church. Pauline and myself were in in the Adelaide Hills, and we watched them go on the the journey of where they were going to go on on the mission field. So then choosing Uganda and then going and watching the amazing transformation they did to that community in Uganda. So. Talk with them. Get whatever is on them on you because it's a good thing. So we want to honour you, Frank and Michelle, for the great work you did. You're hiding behind Fumi's hair there. So, <laughs> great, 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 great. So if, you're, if there is any... Oh, it's, it's Sharon's birthday as well. We'll just say that. <clears throat> and if you are watching us online as well, we want to welcome you here from wherever you're watching... Uh, may the Holy Spirit really speak to you wherever you are at also Pastor Michael myself and Headley are going into the prison today at two o'clock so pray for Headley it's his first time in and we're going to dress him in a in a green pair of uh, track pants and they might leave him in there we'll say we don't know who he is we don't know him we'll leave him there but um I think it's really exciting that he's willing to go with us today for the first time and minister there in the prison. So it is going to be good. So Sharon, how old are you? Are we allowed to ask? No, not allowed to ask. It's very, very naughty. Actually, Kimberly, pass me that little thing. It was my birthday this week and I got a gift this morning. I got this awesome little gift. It's a voice changer. But you know what? I'm I'm really, really wrapped. But you know what? Who would give a child a gift without the batteries? Come on! Uh, you got to ask yourself the question. Close your eyes, and I don't want to embarrass anybody. But just think of the person in this room who would do that to me. Sure. Give me a gift. Uh, who said that? Someone would hit the money. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll get it working, and I'm going to preach with this. You don't need these anymore. I can preach in a girl's voice, a body, whatever that is, or or a robot voice. I want to preach in a robot voice. That'll be really, really cool. I might take it to the prison today and pre- <laughs> preach in robot. Thank you. So uh, what what else have we got? I think that's about all the the mini announcements. But I want us to start in Luke chapter 10 this morning, verses 25 to 29. It says, One day an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. The man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? See, this conversation, this dialogue between a religious expert and Jesus, this man knew the scripture. Uh, he knew the religious duties that he had to perform. But he has an elementary question of human relations. Who is my neighbour? So the story uh, continues, and, and often we'll preach this story from where it goes next, which is the story uh, we, we know as the Good Samaritan, where uh, a guy gets you know, beaten up and robbed and left by the side of the road, and a Samaritan man comes along and is kind to him. But our title today is the good neighbour. So turn to someone next to you and say, Hi, neighbour. This is much more, much more responsive than the first service. This morning they're like, no, no one wants to talk to each other. They're all asleep. It's like 9am, blues. But you know something? In the UK, one of the most popular things was the Aussie T- TV series Neighbours. Um, whoever... Now, hang on, we're going to do this. We'll do this right. I want to protect the innocent... Let I'll close my eyes instead of, you know, normally we do an old call, you all close your eyes. I'll close my eyes this time and you put your hand up if you've ever watched Neighbours and I won't watch. I don't want to embarrass you here today. Oh, there's hands going up. Oh, I saw that hand. Oh my goodness, I saw that hand. <laughs> what was that? The person, I won't say who it was, was actually really proud and excited to say, yes, I've watched it. But uh, if you've ever watched it, you'd know the song. And there's the words of the song. And we're not going to sing it. The first service was so, so strange. They start to sing it straight. As soon as they saw it, they start to sing it. No, we're not going to sing it. But th- this, these are the words of the song. It says, neighbors. Everybody needs good neighbors. With a little understanding, you can find the perfect blend. Neighbors should be there for one another. That's when good neighbors become good You all know the song. You've been watching it secretly. I know you but 150 years from now, I'll be, I'll be gone, but Neighbours will be Australian folklore. Just like, you know, how today we have, we have uh, uh, Waltzing Matilda and, and the man from Snowy River. Well, 150 years from now, it'll be folklore will be Neighbours. It'll be like this big thing where, where people will be singing that song in, in kindergarten, teaching their kids all about Neighbours. About, you know They'll be like heroes, folk heroes. Who believes that? But I don't know who wrote that song, but it tells us something about what we want from our neighbours. It's an important, uh, some important little keys there. But Jesus spoke about neighbours because how we interact and relate to them matters and it matters to them and they matter to Jesus. Jesus wants our neighbours to know him. Jesus wants a relationship with him. So, our quality of life is related to the neighbors we live with. That's a really big part of our lives. Um, bad neighbors are a source of anxiety and stress, uh, while good neighbors are life building. So I know we had a house when we lived in one suburb, and, and, it, and it was like the party house from about 11 p.m. nearly every weeknight, not on weekends, weeknights, 11 p.m. till about 2 a.m., it's like music blaring, they're having a big party, and you're thinking, what, what are you doing in there? And, and every now and then you say, oh, they're moving out. You see the, the, you know, the trucks there, they're taking all their stuff out. You go, oh, god, they're gone at last. But you know what? Someone else comes in who's just the same. It's like their cousins move in, and, and they're doing the same kind of stuff. And, and it's like, what is, what is in that house that causes that to happen? I'm not sure, but that those neighbours bring anxiety and stress when you live with that kind of stuff. But it's nice to come home to a peaceful street. So I want us to choose to be the life-building good neighbour. So uh, I want to extend that to a corporate level right now because every church has a neighbourhood. Now ours here is Port Lincoln. And we want to make a difference here. We want to be good neighbours, good corporate neighbours to the city of Port Lincoln. So there are some ways in which we have, we have organised ourselves as good neighbours. One of those things is called chaplaincy. So when we, when we have chaplains in various areas of the community, we are being good neighbours to those people that we meet. And they are our neighbour. So also, uh, we, we have a, a church church. Um, good neighbour, it's called the Bargain Centre. And our care department is a good neighbour to the community. Um, they're good neighbour initiatives. And so they're, they're all things where we organise ourselves to make a difference around us. But did you know God's good neighbour plan for the world is called the church? That's God's good neighbour plan to reach the world and to make a difference is called church. And that's why we gather together together that's why we do what we do, is so that we can be a, a people of God who can make a difference in the lives of other people, make the world a better place to live, make the world a better place to be. So that's what we're aiming to do. So today we've done our gift-giving, we have this gift-giving service, but we're in a gift-giving season of Christmas, and we take the opportunity to, to good-neighbour our community from us as a church. So it's, it's really amazing that um, all the gifts that we're, we're gathering and, and people have been bringing and we want to honour all the givers here today is we've got two whole schools who we are going to be uh, supporting. Every single family in that school, every family represented in those two schools will get gifts from our church. So if, if, there's, a, if there's one child in that school but there's other siblings, every simply, sibling in the family will be getting a gift from us which I think is totally amazing, all from, all from us from here. We're good neighbouring our community. Uh, we're also going to be delivering, with the gifts, 20 hampers, so 10 going to each school because the schools have identified those in their, in their community that are struggling, who would need some help, and they've asked for hampers. And, and the other thing with the, this school thing is they've come to us saying, you know, we, we, can you do what you did last year? We really need the help. So last year we did a portion of the schools. Now this year we're doing the entire schools and we're doing two. I think that's amazing. So, so God wants to build the good neighbor relationship we have with our community. We're starting with schools. Who knows where God will take us in the future. It's really, really exciting and very, very uh, powerful what we're doing to good neighbor our community. So gift giving is one heart church being good neighbors. So the story from Luke that that we started with, Luke chapter 10, it ends with the question from Jesus. So remember the man came to Jesus and tried to test Jesus. And Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan. We're not going to go into all of that. But then Jesus says a question to him. He says, which of these was a neighbor to the man attacked by robbers? And he says, the one who showed him mercy. The one who was kind. Who likes a kind person? No one likes a grouchy person. You know, sometimes we we go through life and we can identify kindness and we can also identify grouchiness and meanness. But we want to be a people who who are identified as generous, kind people. I had a good thought, but it just slipped out of my mind already. It'll come back. But our mission as a church is found in Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16. And it says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp, then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives its light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. You see, the goal of what we do is that we want to bring glory to God. Through the church. See, the problem we have in the world today is the only window that the world has of Jesus is through the church. And sometimes that window is very dirty, sometimes that window is very blurry. But we want to have a clear window so that people in our community, our neighbors, can say, We know what Jesus is like because we know what his people are like. They're not stingy, they're generous, they're kind, they're gracious, they're loving, uh, they're helpful. And we can do that all over the community and we do that individually and we want to do that corporately. So doing what we're doing in this corporate sense uses uh, the the name of Jesus that is our banner to bring glory to God to the city of Port Lincoln. Let's give the Lord a hand for that. But here's a concept I want you to, to consider. Neighbours notice much more about us than we think that's a pretty scary thought example is is John chapter 9 verse 8 it's not completely uh, related to this story but i have squeezed it in to make it work but when it's a story of when Jesus healed a blind man and it says there in verse 8 John chapter 9 his neighbours and others who knew him his neighbours and others who knew him there's a key there so your neighbours will know you it says those who knew him as a blind beggar, asked each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? It was his neighbours who noticed something different. And we've got to realise that our neighbours will notice things about us when we don't even notice that they're watching. I'll tell you a story about a neighbour once when I lived in in Mount Parker. I remember I saw the lady next door. Her her name was was Willie. Uh, They were Dutch. Because and Willie lived next door, and I remember one day I was going to my shed because actually you would know um, Gary Phibig. He had he had this 22 that didn't work, a .22 rifle, and I thought I could be a bit of a, a gun mechanic, which I'm not. And I like "Yeah, bring it over. I'll, I'll have a look." So I pulled it all apart, and and um, and I saw Willie in the in the yard next to me uh, before I went into the shed, and I pulled it all apart, and then I, you know, it wouldn't. It wouldn't eject the case. So when you fire it, the, the case would get stuck. And I thought, oh, it must be a little bit dirty in the chamber. So I was thinking, I'll, I'll clean out the chamber a little bit. Uh, Carl's here, don't listen to any of this, Carl. You're thinking, are you doing? <laughs> but, but because it wasn't, in the, it wasn't in the stock anymore, that's the wood part. I had the wood part separate. I just had the metal with the trigger just you know un, unprotected because it normally has a trigger guard so that nothing can bump the trigger and set it off. And so I, 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 I thought, I'll fire it into something safe which I had a big pile of phone books and I fired a shot and the shell didn't come out, so I got it out. And then, then I, I, I put another live round in and I got distracted and I, I thought, i would just put it down for a second. And as I put it on the bench, the gun went off because the trigger wasn't protected. It went, <laughs> and it put a hole in, in the shed. And I thought, oh, no, where's, where's Willie? <laughs> so I, I went outside and I couldn't see it. I'm thinking, oh... I've shot her. She must have got shot because I saw a hole through the shed and I saw the hole in the fence. And so I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to peer over the fence and she'll be bleeding. She'll be, she'll be hit. That was a bad neighbour. <laughs> but, but, but I couldn't find her anyway. I thought maybe maybe she dragged herself into the house. No blood trail. But I kind of like just looked around and found her somewhere else. I thought, oh, phew. She didn't even say, what was that noise? Nothing. She, so she was she didn't get shot and she didn't hear the shot. So it was, a, it was good. It was a good day. But that was a bad neighbor. That was a dumb thing to do in the suburbs. But anyway, that day she didn't notice, didn't know, didn't hear a thing, didn't notice anything. She didn't get shot. The stray bullet didn't get hurt. <clears throat> but Peter has this to say about how we live among neighbors. 1 Peter 2, verse 12. It says, Be careful to live. Properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then, even if they accuse you of doing something wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they'll give honor to God when He judges the world. See, neighbors notice more about us than we think. And we need to understand that as we live in this community called Port Lincoln, that our neighbors notice stuff about us. So, One Heart Church, you have neighbors. They live next to you. They work with you. They serve you. They go to school with you. You get, They serve you at the petrol station and at Woolworths. And wherever you go, there are neighbors that we call our community right here. They listen to you and they watch you more than you'll ever know. And we just need to be aware of that because we are the only Jesus that they're going to see. We are the only window to heaven that they may see is this church and we want to make that window as clear as we possibly can so we don't, want to know, we don't want to be known as a church that reinforced everyone's negative opinions but we want to be the church that introduces people to the generosity of Jesus and the goodness of God that's the kind of church and the people that we want to be, the church that has mercy on those dealt the harsh blows of life and that's, that's doable because we have the Holy Spirit we have the wisdom of God and He wants us to be those people to those around us I'm going to ask if you will if you'll stand with me because I'm, I'm going to pray two prayers and then I'm going to ask you to pray with me for a third prayer I'll just explain it to you so I want us to pray first We're going to, I'm going to pray a blessing on every person every family here today that has generously provided gifts and paid for hampers this Christmas. And I want the blessing to return to you. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 1 talks about cast your bread upon the water. Strange kind of old-fashioned language. It says, cast your bread upon the water, but in time it will return back to you. It's it's talking about being generous. Don't be stingy. The second thing I want us to pray for, I want to pray for you, is for a generous spirit over one heart church to continue and to become that we become greater good neighbors that we become uh, known as a reputation as good for our city good for our community a blessing and thirdly i want you to pray with me for this church for the bargain center for our chaplains and for our care department to have a reputation as good neighbors to the city a good reputation for kindness for grace for generosity. They're great things. And I want us to all pray for that together so that we speak out what we all corporately belong to, that we all corporately want to be a part of. So I'm going to pray for you first. So I want you raise your hands, if you will. Just say, include me in this prayer right now. I want to be part of this. So Lord Jesus, I pray a blessing on every person, every family represented here today that has generously provided gifts paid for hampers and being generous to people who we don't even know some of these people but I pray right now in Jesus name that you bring a blessing on every household that has chosen to be generous today and Lord I pray also for a generous spirit to continue over our lives a generous spirit to be over One Heart Church that we may continue and become greater and have a reputation as good neighbours in this city, as good people who have been a blessing to the lives of those who have been hurt by life. And right now, I'm going to invite you to pray with me. Just begin to use your own words and begin to pray to the Lord and begin to say, God, uh, I want to to be part of this church to be a good neighbour wherever I go. We're praying for the Bargain Centre right now and our care department, Lord, that it may have influence. That it may have the ability to reach into people's lives and make a difference where it really, can, where it really matters most. Father, we pray for a reputation of kindness and grace and goodness and the the, the love of Jesus to our city through our church, through the, the various avenues we have. what we'll we pray for our chaplains right now, wherever they may be serving in the nursing home, in the schools, in in the. Uh, um, Disaster relief areas, Lord God, wherever we have chaplains, Lord God, I pray that they have uh, that they be windows into the city that people can see the goodness and the blessing of God upon us in Jesus' name. So we just receive that today. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Why don't you just take this seat for one more moment. I don't know every single person that we're at here today, but if you just close your eyes. I know there are those who may be thinking, hey, I just want to get my life right with Jesus. Could have been far away. Maybe you've never had the opportunity to ask Jesus to be your Savior. We're going to have a prayer pop up on the screen right now. and It should be there somewhere. But it's, it's a way of declaring that we can ask Jesus to be our Savior. When he deals with our sin. Because Jesus loves you and has a plan for you. And he can deal with those areas that have kept you separated from God. And you can ask him to be your saviour today. If we can just pray this prayer together as a church. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the son of God and that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Today I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time or you've, you've prayed that for the first time in a long time and you want to come back and get things right with Jesus, please come and talk to myself or one of our other pastors and we'd love to encourage you and help you along the journey of that great decision. Uh, before, before I finish I just do, do want to say we're going to sing that song again uh, before we go home that uh, there's joy in the house of the Lord because I believe we're declaring what we want to see in the city of Port Lincoln that we bring joy and happiness and blessing to those we come into contact with